Hello, friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of Lose Weight with Macros, the basics podcast with me, your favorite host, Verona. Now, I hope you are well. Today's episode, my favorite food hacks for losing weight on a macro diet. Now, the word diet isn't the same as restricting yourself from food, but it means the way that you eat on a day-to-day basis. If you want to know what I'm talking about, stay tuned, grab your notepad and pen, your tea, your coffee, Let's get into today's episode. Hello, Lose Weight with Macros, the basics podcast family. I'm your host, Verona. And if you're new here, welcome to the show. I'm a nutrition coach who believes in the power of real life tools to create healthy habits. I help busy women like you get rid of the stress and emotional eating that keeps you from creating resilient, lifelong habits that, quite frankly, you can trust. Instead of giving you another boring diet or workout plan or bland salad and tell you just to eat a whole heap of salad leaves while your family chow down on your favorite meals in the corner and you are regretfully eating that bowl of dry salad. I'm going to help you learn how to use macros to lose fat, keep it off and rebuild that confidence that diets often strip us of. That insecurity, that fear, that no longer feeling confident in our bodies that we know we need to get rid of. Friends, if this sounds like your cup of tea, grab your tea, your coffee and your notepad and pen because today's episode, friends, is going to be a juicy one. start out on a macro diet it can be hard to find foods that are both delicious and healthy and here is why we often have come from a diet mentality now if you didn't know as it said in the intro I'm a behavior change nutrition coach i've done diets i've done the whole eating a bland salad and then i've gone to binge my favorite foods and i'm like that is much better if you're like me then girl you are in the right place let's be friends because today's episode is just for you Now, when it comes to tracking macros, when it comes to trying to lose weight and trying to lose fat, they're two different things and we'll do that in another episode. But what I talk about and what I cover in a lot more detail over on Focus on the Fat Loss is the specifics as to how you can make this apply for you. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, continue to listen to today's episode and you'll learn a little bit more. In fact, I'll just tell you now, Focus on the Fat Loss is the macros group coaching program. So I do one-to-one coaching, I do custom macros, and I also do a metabolism program as well as the group coaching program for 20 women. I've created this to build a community of like-minded women that are getting key focused nutrition coaching based on macros. So you kind of have to have an idea about what macros are, or if you've downloaded the guide, vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash macros guide, and you know what macros coaching is from there. And you're like, you know what? I actually want to do this. I've got my macros numbers from you, Verona. And I actually want to learn how to do this now. Then focus on the fat loss is for you. But if you haven't, many people go to get macros counts. But what they're not doing is because the groups are so large, you're not getting the customized approach for you. This is what we're doing as a community together. So my favorite food hacks for helping you lose weight on a diet. Number one, don't wait to eat. We spend so much time waiting to eat. Now, I recently had a conversation with a family member. And they were talking to me. Now, I don't always get into conversations about weight loss because since everybody knows that I used to be a personal trainer and a mindset coach and nutrition coach, that topic always comes up. Somebody will always turn it into losing weight or they will always say, oh my gosh, I'm trying to be bad. I'm trying to be good. Bronos at the table, don't eat carbs. I'm like, listen, don't try and change for me. It's your body. If you like being overweight, if you like having that uncomfortable feeling, go ahead, girl, knock yourself out. Do you. Don't try and change for me. If you want to change, then we'll talk seriously. 
but don't try and do it for me just because I've come to the table and then when I've left you're going to take out the tub of ice cream but you know there's no more room I've done the same friends so I ain't calling no shade here and this is what we tend to do right you know what I'm trying to change room have you got any food I'm really hungry I'm really hungry have you got any food snacks 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 I want something to the point where I just need energy give me chocolate give me biscuits give me things I don't even eat give me give me give me give me I'm so hungry and the thing is because so-and-so is cooking at home I actually want to savor and save my appetite for when I get home However, what ends up happening is when you get home, you will eat way more than you need. The things that the kids have left, you eat that, you eat yours, and then you go back for seconds because you thought it's a good idea to actually wait until you get home. The thing is, you don't have to have a big meal for you to do that if you want to enjoy that because I know what it's like. The longer we wait to eat, the hungrier that we're going to be and the more likely that you are going to actually overeat. If your stomach is telling you, girl, you're going to feed me? Are you going to feed me? You're going to feed me now. It's time to eat. You don't have to have a big meal if you're waiting to go out to eat with somebody else. Have something light. Have a salad. But then if you can't eat the rest, save half for lunch the next day. But whatever you do, you don't need to wait six hours thinking that's going to help you have more room. I hope that's got my point across. I think it has. But it can be hard to find foods that actually we like because we've been so caught up in the diet culture that the diet culture tells us don't eat carbs carbs are bad if you've ever watched that foolish show i don't know why i watched it but years ago i used to watch south park it was so rude it was crude <laughs> anyway but i used to watch that it's south park was so rude there were certain people that i didn't like but there was a character in it that said don't do drugs drugs are bad don't do drugs drugs are bad and that's the same kind of message that's come out today like don't do carbs carbs are bad that's what I hear when people tell me that carbs are bad, sorry. So yeah, so that's what happens. People get into that notion in their minds that like carbs are bad, carbs are evil. Somebody came at me recently on social media and they're not taking the hint, block and delete. Please block, delete and release that person because whew, you know they're all going to try and come up in your space and you just don't have time for that. In 2023, we ain't got time to play, yeah? So we had a conversation and I actually said to this person, I'm a nutrition coach. Nutrition coaches don't know everything, absolutely. But what we're talking about here is the fact that carbohydrates are not evil. Somebody has slandered it and then you've latched onto that word because you've gained weight for eating too much food. But it's easier to portion blame to something tends to be the scale or someone else because he made me eat it. Nobody forced you and force fed you. If that is the case, please seek law enforcement advice. However, when we're blaming other people, we're not taking responsibility for that thing because we're afraid that if we do, then we're not going to change. And if we admit it, what's going to happen? If you actually admit to yourself, now I'm going to come to the list, but if you actually took the minute, a hot second and said, wait, it's the way that I eat. I eat food like it's going out of fashion. You see the egg shortage? That's how we eat food sometimes. Then we get into the habit of like, you know what, it's the carbs that did this. Carbs, you are the problem. It's not. It's the way that we eat food. If we're turning to food when we're happy, we're angry, we're lonely, we're sad, tell me, how can it be the carbs that's the problem? It's our relationship that we have developed with food, our mindset, our attitudes towards ourselves, the, the way that we take care of ourselves, and the investment that we have to take care of ourselves. I've been there. I'm not calling anyone out, but I am calling someone out. But we've got to change this. Stop waiting to eat and stop blaming someone to do it. But that's just a little bit of the thing that we tend to do. Carbs are not bad. The end of the story is, I actually said to her, yeah, yeah, I'm a nutrition coach, so I'm aware carbs are not just white bread pastas. But when somebody is in that mindset that they're not hearing you, they're not having a conversation to change their mind or to grow, because she could have well taught me something about it. And I've had conversations like that. 
she just wanted to spit her nonsense to me she completely missed that I was a nutrition coach and I'm aware of the topic that we were talking about because that's something that I have to train through I'm very well aware and well averse of the research that's constantly changing but when somebody is not listening to be heard they're not listening for conversation they're just talking to you it's now time to respectfully block and delete and that's exactly what I did and in fact this was on somebody else's comment and to be fair getting all of those notifications so-and-so has commented so-and-so has commented stop stop messaging me now if you're telling somebody to stop and they're not block and delete tell them you don't even need to tell them I gave you permission to do that and <laughs> that's nothing to do with food where someone can talk but they're not talking to have a conversation a conversation is two-way so if they're talking to you be prepared to have your views challenged where do you get that from where have you got that information from so now we're going to get into the food hacks for losing weight on a macro diet you must understand here friends if you're new here you'll be like whoa <laughs> this is a little bit intense <laughs> okay i'm gonna just exit you can do that you can exit but this is what happens as a coach i'm passionate about what i teach i do not like people who latch onto nonsense i used to latch onto nonsense but don't come at me and then you're just talking at me now you're not listening to what i'm saying you're not listening and I've actually heard what you said. The way that you're coming, carbs are bad. No, they're not. Where's the science that told me carbs are bad? Bad foods are bad for you. There isn't. Unhealthy foods are unhealthy for your body and they will have a reaction. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not carbs. If you're eating too many simple carbohydrates, that then can turn into other health complications for your body. Diabetes, all sorts of heart issues, all sorts of other things. If they can turn into visceral fat, which can then turn into other things in your body, that's the issue that people are concerned about. But we don't hear that. That's not what we hear. We just like to latch on to carbs are bad. Nope, they're not. That's just number one. The one point of my hack for you is don't wait to eat. Girl, you better eat your carbs, okay? Don't forget about the veggies. Now, they're not just for the side dishes. Try adding them to your next meal for an extra boost of nutrients. And fiber gonna help keep you regular if you know what I'm saying. Number three, eat a small protein-rich snack before your meal or a large one after. Now, this depends on you, depends on your goals. It's not specific information I'm giving to you because I don't actually know you. So I used to see my personal trainer that I had years ago. He used to do this. He used to have a boiled egg and dry chicken breast. But that's because his goal was to bulk up specifically, get down to a very, very, very minimal body fat percentage. We need body fat on our bodies. It keeps us warm. We just don't need the extra amount of fat that we have. So he always used to eat not even salt and pepper on them. His diet was so strict because of the training that he was doing. And so what happens is people think, have I just got to eat broccoli and chicken and try rice? Does that mean that I can't have fries? I can't have Wendy's? Right now, Wendy's is my thing. I can't have Wendy's. Does that mean I can't have any of those things? Hmm. How long am I going to be on this diet? How long is it going to take to lose fat? How long am I going to do this? How long am I going to do that? Listen, if you start by having a protein snack, could be some cheese, cheese strings, some baby bell, a Greek yogurt, the Faye, I think that's how you say it, F-A-G-E, zero fat gives you a good portion of protein put some chocolate drops in there if you like that sort of thing or some flavor drops add in some fruits and some honey or some drizzles maple syrup some nuts some pecans or some walnuts put it in there and then that's a protein snack and watch how that will keep you full up you can still get your protein by not eating boiled eggs with no salt no pepper and dry straight the chicken breast if you overcook chicken breast you know that that thing you're going to be chewing for a good couple of minutes before you can swallow that even with water it's dry now if you are cooking like this we're gonna help you okay i used to cook the same and overcook my chicken breast and some days i still actually do now i've given that task to somebody else and be like you know what meal prep for me because me and cooking we don't get very well 
Number four, don't stress about what other people are eating around you. It is not worth it. The best way to stay on track is by listening to your body, which means listening when it tells you it needs something. If you happen to crave a piece of chocolate, you know what I haven't had in a while? I haven't had this particular chocolate. Go ahead and eat the chocolate. Here's what will actually happen to you. If you started to build a healthy foundation of nutrition and you started to have more top heavy whole foods, which is the foods that we don't go to most of the time. When we're stressed, nobody is reaching for a bowl of oats. <laughs> I know I'm not. Hey, oats. <laughs> nobody does that. We drown our sorrows in a glass of you, a bottle of wine, a beer. We drown our sorrows all up in those crisps and chocolate and sweet things because they give us an endorphic rush. So don't let anybody try and fool you and be like, you know what? Go and get an apple. If you're craving the sugar sweet, go and get an apple. Who did that work for? If you're somebody who's addicted to chocolate and sweets, Who's that working for? It's not working for you. It's not working for me. However, when your body starts to naturally get the balance of those oats, yes, the sweet potatoes, those quinoas, season up your food. The game changed when at the Caribbean dish or an African dish, jollof rice is like a spicy rice with some plum tomatoes, some spice. When I tell you spice, it's like scotch bonnet pepper spice. And it's cooked with quite a lot of oil. When I discovered you could use the same thing with little oil and you could use bulgur wheat, and it still had the same taste, you know I am eating that. And I'm eating way less because bulgur is quite filling. You could do that with quinoa. You could do that with whole grain couscous. The point isn't to have bland foods. The point is, if you're craving this chocolate, eat it. What you will find is the more that you are focusing on health and whole foods first, you will not have time or the appetite to eat as much as you did before you started to load up on your protein and your whole foods. Even a week, there's a study that says BAME, Black, Asian, Minority, Ethnic People. If you're eating consistently for two weeks, the study showed with the group of people that they did, it takes two weeks for you to eat healthily for your body to start to crave those foods more and the cravings lessen for your sweet treats. Now, hear me here. If there's any BAME or my Caribbean sisters, my African sisters or wherever country you're from, if you're listening, right, Verona just said this. Don't quote me. Go and find the research for yourself. And the research paper, I can't remember what it's called. But the research, when I find it, I'll tag it in the show notes below. But that's what they found. And personally, way before I became a nutrition coach, I used to remember it only took me two weeks. Then I was like, what is that actually a thing? Then that's when I found the research paper that actually showed that's what happens in this particular group of people. But even if you're not in that group of people, it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen with you. It just means if you start to focus on putting in intentionally, focusing on your sleep, your stress. So once you're focusing on those things and adding more of that, your body will naturally start to glean for those things. Have you ever done that before and have been on the diet? Then it's been like three, four weeks. Then you've gone to eat something sweet that you would normally love. How ridiculously sweet is it? Now, that's because your body has started to like the things and it's starting to absorb the nutrients of the food you're eating a lot better than from the foods that are high in fat, highly processed, highly sugared foods. I'm not saying don't cut them out, don't have them, but I'm saying don't stress about what other people are having around you. You may still be able to have those things, but you're not going to have them in the quantities that you're having them in because your body is now in a different state. And that is where you want to be. The note that I'm going to leave with my hack for you is if you like ice cream, and you think throwing away all your snacks is going to help you maintain it, great. But let me just give you an example. When you go to other family events, when you go to other friends' houses and they've got your favorite snacks, what do you do? Do you crumble? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, please get them out of the house, get them out of the house, get them out of the house. You have 
a meltdown as if it's an insect that has just flown into your house, a spider that you've just discovered that has creeped. I've actually done this and I thought, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, get them out of the house. Now, for some of you, that works. I don't subscribe or teach my clients this. I don't like that. And I used to see this in a lot way before I came a coach. That's God was talking to me then. I used to watch, you know, the extreme makeover and all of these shows and people would shout, get that out of this fridge. Like, what are you shouting at me for? <laughs> I'm not listening to you for shouting at me. And I know sometimes I, I get a little bit, you know, expressive here too. However, I'm not shouting. I'm just expressing it. It's expressive and ranting at the nonsense that we believe for so long and it keeps us stuck in this place. Anyway, now when those trainers come and tell you, chuck away this six pack can of your favorite drink, chuck away this, throw away that. If this is all you eat, what are you going to eat? Because if they're coming and they've just raided your fridge, they've cleared your fridge of the shopping that you actually have. Because there's no salad in your fridge. Let's be real. You ain't got salad. You might have some salad in there. But when you just discover it's wilted, it's stale, it needs to go out. But if they're coming in your house and they're saying, throw this in the fridge, like, get it out. What are you doing with this? When they come back on the next visit, they find pizza boxes in the trash, dug deep, crisp packets, chocolate wrappers under your bed, under your pillow, hidden. Why? Because of these extreme methods that they're telling you to do that ain't working for you. Instead of doing this, we have to go slow. We want to do fast. We want to get rid of the fat, but it took us long to build. And fat loss is hard work. We're looking at burning fat. It takes time. It takes time. 20 years that I was addicted to eating this same thing every day. I got wider. I ignored it. But I had to uncover the root years later, though, 20 years later. And when my health said to me, fix up or you are going to be in dire straits, I still didn't want to because food actually became something that it should have never become. And so many of us fall into this trap. So what I'm saying to you is this. Don't cut out your foods. If you like them, likelihood is reduce the amount that you eat of them. And it can be done. It can be done. Once you start to balance on protein, whew. Protein, you ain't gonna have room to eat anything else. Trust me. There's gonna be no room. If you're actually eating an adequate amount of protein based on your goals, there's no room to snack because you're absolutely full up unless you decide to force yourself. But that feeling is not comfortable. If you force yourself and you've got jeans on and you're having to wear oversized clothes and then button your jeans, that's not a comfortable feeling. I used to do the same thing. It is not a comfortable feeling. So instead of me continuing on with that rant, that's one thing that I say, don't get rid of it all at once. Because one, if that's what you're eating all day, every day, you are going to do yourself out of shopping and the prices of food right now, no one's got time to be wasting that food. So if that's what you think you need and you know that ain't going to work for you, do something else. Get meal prep, get what you need and start to slowly reduce the amount. Go and get a blood test and see what your blood sugars are like. If your blood sugars are telling you, stop immediately, dash it out the house. Well, for me, that's the only way that I would see that because if you're trying to overhaul everything at one time, you're not going to last very long. It's not going to be sustainable for you. It isn't. Think of this, and I'm going to end with this story. If you know, I used to be a little bit of a rebellious teen. And then when I went to go and work with children and young people, whew, <laughs> I got a taste of my own medicine rude awakening very rude very rude disrespectful awakening so if you think of your teachers right your teachers you know your teachers you know them they know you they know your trigger points when you're trying to play up but when a supply teacher comes oh this is playtime. yeah yeah my teacher says that we can do that unless you get yourself a supply teacher who knows and knows not to take no nonsense you will know that you will know the type of supply teacher that you can try it with and you will know the type of supply teacher that is not having it so when I used to wreak havoc with those children, with the, the supply teachers, just because I wanted to, 
uh, which was not very nice. Uh, you know, I've grown out of it now, thank the Lord. But when I used to do that, and then when I actually went to go and do it myself, I was like, oh, this is hard work. I ain't coming back to this class again. That's the same thing. Diets are like, yeah, 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 you're smooth sailing and something happens. It just knocks you for six and you're like, no, nope, I don't want that. Someone comes in and trying to tell you, yeah, yeah, do this, do this, do that. <laughs> you're like, no, <laughs> why are you telling me to do this? This is not how I've done it. I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Thanks. So if you look at the supply teacher is like the diet culture and your teacher that you like, that you get on with, that's me. That's me. That's macros. That's behavior change coaching. The minute that someone else comes to try and disrupt that and try and change it and try and tell you, uh, no, someone coming to come in and like, get it out your fridge, throw it away. They're bold and brass and they go into the fridge and they take it out themselves. It's like you want to take a can and slap them upside the head. You actually want to put it back in the fridge. But they've just raided your fridge and emptied your fridge. That's the same thing about your supply teacher. They want to try and come and change things when you're used to things being a certain way. They just want to overhaul it all at once. And, you know, teachers who are good at the jobs, they leave the supply teachers with what things to teach them on. So the supply teacher comes and is like, no, 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 I don't want to teach you that. This is what I'm teaching you. Leaving the kids confused. That's the same thing that happens when you're following unsustainable methods. They don't work for long term. And when that person goes, you're like, oh, thank God. Could he have not gone sooner or could she have not gone sooner? And why did I say so long? I don't even know how I lasted in that class. But that, my friends, is the point. Instead of doing these drastic things that we think are working for us, we've got to change them. It's not about whether we like it. We change it because this is what we need. And that is the main thing that many of us don't want to accept. But we've got to accept it. We either stay the same, accept staying the same and getting worse, or we accept the help, take the lesson that it didn't actually work. It doesn't mean that you're a failure that it didn't work. It just means what you tried failed you. And those are a mixture of my favorite food hacks for losing weight on a macro diet. Don't throw out all of your food, especially if you've just done a food shop. Add in a little bit more, but reduce the amount of food that you eat. Give it away. Do what you need to, but don't throw it away, especially if you've just gone out. All right. Okay, friends, that's it. That's all we've got time for today. I can't wait to catch you in the next episode. Don't forget to leave a review over on iTunes and all of those fantastic places. And I will see you in the next one. Friends, we've come through to the end of today's episode. I hope you learned something valuable from today's episode and can put it right into practice now that the episode has ended. If you found value in this episode, do share it with somebody else who can also benefit from today's episode. My friends, don't forget to download your freebies over on the website via nutritioncoaching.co.uk and also be in with a chance of coming live on air with me to get yourself some free Coach Fridays by leaving your question over on the brand new podcast page va nutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash podcast is where you can leave me a question and i'll answer it over here on one of the episodes and that's all we got time for friends i can't wait to catch you in the next episode